and away we go. Welcome back to Motor and Millennials with Anthony Lucci and Zach Rothenberger here on another episode of your favorite automotive podcast. Thanks for listening in. Uh, before we get into today's episode, just want to remind everyone, uh, you can all go to motor, motorandmillennials.com and get some of your favorite gear and swag. Um, we got Zach with us as always. Zach, I see you got your uh, Motor Millennials sweatshirt on already. And uh, you want to make sure you're staying warm when the fall weather, the cool weather comes. So get it now before it's sold out, um, you know, and, you know, pick yourself up. Nice T-shirt, nice sweatshirt, some stickers. Uh, we got we've got mugs there, too. Anything you really need to deck yourself out so that way you're warm um, and you're comfortable in the garage and at the track up to the end of the season. Also, just wanted to recap some of our our latest episode. So last week, uh, we talked with the built, not bought racing team, um, Marina garlic and Kelly Kondratic, um, a great episode of, um, with those two women who love racing and love motorsports. So go check that out. Previous to that, we talked about fast ETs and fuel lines. And then we, uh, the episode before that one, we talked about head scratchers. So car designs and trends that kind of make you question what the manufacturer was thinking. Um, so what's going on today, Zach? I know you were at Door Wars this past weekend. Fortunately, I wasn't able to make it there. Um, but kind of take us through, you know, how your weekend went um, up at Maple Grove. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first off, I know people are probably still wondering why I'm wearing a sweatshirt in the middle, you know, late August <laughs> in northeastern uh, United States. But uh, the AC is on, which I'm thankful for. and It's a little chilly. So, you know, just trying to balance it out. And plus, I got That's an opportunity a, yeah. to wear the new sweatshirt. So. Yeah. And you should too. Right. So nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. But yeah. So before we kind of dive into the meat of this week's episode, I want to kind of recap and give a lot of people, you know, some credit and some kudos from door wars this past weekend. So for those who don't know, uh, door wars is a, you know, big money bracket race held every year at Maple Grove raceway in Reading, Pennsylvania. And it's run by FRBR promotions, Andy and Shane, uh, a couple of folks, a couple of guys we had on our podcast, you know, actually almost a year ago, believe it or not, crazy to think about it. But, um, but yeah, no, it was a great race. Uh, Thursday night was a test or Thursday was a test day mixed in with the 64 car shootout. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they had a 10 grand to win 20 grand and 10 grand race. So kind of paint a little picture how my weekend went. Cause we always like to share, you know, kind of share uh, with our listeners, you know, what we're doing and projects and racing and things like that. So Thursday, you know, for those who don't know, previous episodes we've talked, we have a 94 Camaro. We just had an engine and transmission rebuilt and we, with, with our mind and goal set on making this, this race, which we met that goal. So Thursday we were testing and, uh, long story short, we had some carburetor issues. (laughs) So I was able to cut a light, but about 30 feet off the line, it would blubber a bunch of times until, you know, and then blubber and I would just basically abort, abort the run because, you know, I don't want to damage anything and it just wasn't worth it because it wasn't a clean pass. So long story short, we had, a, a we've made a lot of friends this weekend and a lot of, you know, old friends too, that really helped us out at the track. You know, we, you know, shout outs to Joe Dedrick, Soggy Dunn, uh, Scott Embley and, uh, and his team and some other folks. And, uh, you know, we were changing jets, changing squirters, uh, taking the power valve out of the carburetor, trying everything we could to make this specific carburetor work and six, hit, six test hits on Thursday. And it got a little bit better, but it still wasn't right. So we had to unfortunately bow out of the 64 car shootout Thursday and get our minds right for Friday for the $10,000 race and figure out a strategy. So 
what we did, we had a carburetor um, at our at the house that's meant for the 67 Nova. And we took it off of that car and put it on the Camaro. And it was probably 90% fixed. So, you know, it was it was a lot of work and a lot of diagnosis. And, uh, you know, doing that in 85 degree weather with 70% humidity was not a good time. I believe I lost four pounds over the weekend. <laughs> but uh, so Friday rolled around and, you know, like I said, it's eighth mile race. So we were running about seven, low 740s all weekend. And, uh, you know, first round, um, first round was a good race. The guy next to me, I, I had a better reaction time than him and, uh, he was the faster car. And I noticed that he had got in front of me before the mile per hour box. So I kind of figured, well, I'm not going to break out. So I basically let him eat, take the stripe and he broke out by a bunch and I didn't. So I won that round. Um, we got through second round, you know, not to do a round by round play by play, but we made it to third round on Friday in the first race the first, uh, you know, the $10,000 race. And I gave it back by one ten thousandth of a second at the finish line. Oh. So, which is unfortunate because if I would have won that round, I would have gotten into the money rounds where they start giving you some money back, you know, for doing a good job, but it was tough. You know, I was dialed seven forty two, and my opponent was like a five ninety seven or something. So, you know, I was a second and a half ahead of her and, uh, I thought I had enough room and I didn't by one ten thousandth of a second. So, you know, you can't beat yourself up too hard over that. It was a good race. And, uh, you know, but, um, I wish I could say the same for Saturday where Saturday we lost first round in both, in both races. They moved Sunday's race up to after Saturday's race because of the rain coming in on, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, overall looking back, the car is mostly fixed, but there's some other things we're going to do. We're going to tweak some suspension, some of the front suspension and some other little carburetor things to really try to get to lead the line a little bit better than what it, than what it did over the weekend. So, you know, for only having two hits on the car going into this weekend, you know, earlier from earlier this season and having a whole new combination, we now have some data to work with and we didn't have that going in. So, you know, making it to the third round on Friday was, you know, it's not a huge accomplishment, but it was definitely a bonus for sure. And built some confidence with, with myself and, you know, and the team. So, uh, to move forward and, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've raced super competitively. So it was good. It was good to be back. It felt great. You know, and then it was good to, uh, it was good to, uh, to see some old friends and, you know, we made some new friends as well from New Jersey who pitted with us, you know, one of those deals where you had, to, you know, if they were making food and you had to eat it, if you didn't eat it, you were being disrespectful type of deal. Mm -hmm. So, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. And Andy and Shane put on a phenomenal show, phenomenal race. Um, you know, Andy walked around first round of the last race and was shaking everyone's hand or fist pumping, whatever you were comfortable with, uh, thanking you for being a part of the event, things like that. They were giving out free donuts the day the, that morning of like, they do a lot of really great stuff for the racer. That's what they're called. FRBR for racers by racers. So, you know, overall, you know, we got a lot of data, went some rounds, um, and I think we're, we we're on the right track for making some adjustments to make us even more competitive. So overall it was a good weekend. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. Right. Zach. I mean, you, it's awesome to hear you guys. I mean, look, you, you don't even have that much seat time in the, that car. Right. So, I mean, it's like, you've only had the car out what one or two other times prior. Yeah. Uh, and that was with a totally different setup, you know, yeah, before totally we got the different. engine and transmission redone. So it was, yeah. uh, the car and was you are, you, you're running you're running quicker with this setup too yeah we are yep so and, and, yeah, I mean, and it should get win. quicker yeah yeah it should get quicker um oh yeah you will yeah i mean we, not now just getting it all dialed and right and 
and before you know it, you know, you're, you know, and, and, you know, kudos to you for having the guts to enter <laughs> a big race with a, with a brand new setup. And like you said, you were going, you almost made it the third round on Friday. So I think that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Well, I did make it third round, but I didn't make it. Oh, third, but yeah, sorry, yeah, not but no, you're good. I mean, Hey, I lost first round the other two races, so I got to get it while I can. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, kind of like we were talking about swapping carburetors and, you know, staying motivated to make something right or a project, yeah. which was basically dialing our car in brings us to really what the meat of our episode is this week. Um, and it's basically about tips to keep your project on track or to stay motivated, whether it's with your race car or whether it's with a, a street car, a show car, or just a car like you're having fun with and you want to, you know, enjoy it, you know, be a, a daily driver or a weekend warrior, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I'm sure all of us struggle with this is, uh, finding the time or just staying motivated on projects. Um, and a lot of us, we all have multiple project cars. We, I don't know many people that just have one project car. I mean, if, if you do have that and you're listening, stick with that and don't buy another car (laughs) because, uh, a lot of the times it's, uh, I don't know. It's just a thing like in the car hobby, like you're like, Oh yeah, I have this car I'm working on. And then it doesn't get quite completely finished. And then you buy another car you're like, well, that's because I don't want to race this one as much, or I do want to race this. This is going to be my full-time race car. Anyways. It's a disease. It, it, it gets, yeah, it gets, it's a disease. It, it gets difficult to determine what you're going to work on and how to get there. You know, just like Zach was saying, like they had a goal to get the car to the race. They did that. You know, so that's, it, it's, you got to stay on top of yourself and, you know, whoever you're working with on the vehicle as well to get the stuff done. Um, you know, it's always a team effort. Um, but yeah, Zach, I guess let's go through a couple different tips um, that, you know, you can do to really kind of stay on track. I guess the first one, the first big one would be creating a list, right? I mean, I, and Zach, I know you do this firsthand. Um, I'm always impressed anytime I go over Zach's house and on the windshield of the car, there's a list of things to do, um, which I think it just, you know, it, it kind of keeps you focused. And I do this at work daily. You know, I have a, a little um, notepad next to me of like the top three things I need to get done in that day. And I cross them out with a pen. And it feels good when you get to cross something out and you're like, all right, I did that. I'm done. And it's better than just like hitting delete on your keyboard with a, a note on your uh, computer. So I guess, Zach, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the lists you you write, you guys write for your cards and projects. Yeah, well, one item on our list that still hasn't been done yet is to teach the dog to get beer out of the fridge. So that's that's <laughs> an ever, that's always been a work in progress and probably will be for quite some time. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, it's always good. Cause like you said, with work, it's always good to see you write it out. I think it, it eases your mind too. It's like a mental game where you write on a piece of paper. Okay. Now I don't have to think about it because it's staring at me in the face now. So now it's going to stare at me until I do it. So like, and I don't want, and I want it to be done. So I want to cross it off. So I think regardless of what it is, whether it's literally, you know, polishing your wheels or waxing your car or changing spark plugs or your oil or, you know, wiring, plumbing, whatever, um, it's always good. It makes you feel good mentally. I think, you know, cause you you see what all you have to do or what little you have to do to get it to run. And it's kind of a uh, motivational tool as well as, as much as, as much as it is an organizational and project, you know, um, aid. 
Yeah. And even another thing, which kind of goes hand in hand with this, um, that I started doing, I actually bought one of those whiteboards that, you know, you use the uh, dry erase marker Mm -hmm. on and it's a calendar. So like I, each month I erase the dates and re, you know, rewrite the calendar out for the month. And like, I'll put like on the weekends where I, I know I don't have stuff going on. Um, like, okay, like this is what I have to get done this weekend. Um, like for example, like I had to do a paint correction on my truck and I've been trying to do that literally since May and it's August. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I literally put it down and like, you know, I knew like, all right, these days I'm doing it. Like, and you just have to force yourself. Like you're looking at that calendar every day and you know, you got to get that done. Um, I think it just kind of helps. And then like you were saying, you, you cross it off. You kind of feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And there's some companies out there that make project books, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't figure out they're escaping me off the top of my head, but, uh, where it's like a, like a it's planner. A, yeah. It's a planner, like booklet, you know, that has different parts of the car or whatever. And you write your notes as far as what you did or what you need to do, things like that. Oh keeps no, that's you, really cool. I have you organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. If we, uh, if we come across any, we'll uh, throw them up on our social media pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, and I guess another one, Zach, is uh, not being afraid to ask for help, right? I mean, th- this is a huge one. I think we, I know you ha- you've helped me with so many different things and, you know, vice so, versa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, you know, it's, it's always great to have, you know, someone you can rely on. Don't always feel like you have to be Superman and do everything yourself. You know, a lot of the times <laughs> you really end up beating yourself up. And um, I mean, the one great thing about the internet is it is such a useful tool nowadays that we have access to um, a, a vast field of information. Um, if if you are encountering a problem with your car or something that you know maybe you're you're doing some custom modifications that you think no one has done most likely someone has done them at this point (laughs) and they might have shared that experience on an online form or wherever on the internet um you know i think it's important not to get intimidated by like some of these online forms such as like facebook some of the facebook groups some of these like guys on there like are just nasty i mean you know, you kind of see a new member and they they probably just have a legit question and they just get torn to shred now i mean there are some people that post some goofy stuff on facebook and uh you know you have to laugh at that you know if they're uh you know if they like you ever see like the squatted trucks with the front real high mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like well, what is that well, better yet, I'm on a Monte Carlo uh, page on Facebook and, you know, 70 to 72 Monte Carlo. And a guy had a picture of the rear end of his mon- of his Monte and he was asking people's opinions or if anyone had ever done this, which was he's referring to. He wants to put a spoiler off of like a 68, like Dodge, like Cuda or something on the back oh, of Monte Carlo. And, you, you know, as you would imagine, he got roasted for it, which rightfully so. If you, if you think of someone like that, you deserve to get roasted. But like, if you're asking <laughs> a, a sincere question, then no, you shouldn't get roasted. I mean, I've had a lot of, I don't really use Facebook as much, but uh, yeah. I've had a lot of success on specific forums. Like when I had my old, like 2002 Monte Carlo, I belonged to the Monte Carlo forum. And where and there were a lot of really helpful 
people on there with my Camaro. Yeah. Yep. LS one tech is phenomenal because everything that I'm thinking of or questions I have, people have already done it. So literally whenever I look, I Google search a question, I'll, I'll add LS one tech to the end of it because I know mm-hmm. the answer is going to be there. So I'm yeah, a big no, fan did, of the old school forums. I do the same like V8, V8 Buick.com, uh, Pelican parts for Porsche. Um, you know, anything you need for Porsches, uh, or something. you said LS one tech. There's a bunch of them out there. And uh, yeah, I think the forums honestly have some of the best information because some, a lot of times there's like people who contribute to them um, and provide a lot of insight who are actually know what the heck they're talking about. And they, they're almost like a teacher and they, they, they do a good job of explaining it to other people. Um, So yeah, always check those forms out um, if you need some inspiration um, because there's also a lot of, you know, project cars that are on there that have been completed and, and have really nice work done to them. So um, I guess what's like another way, you know, Zach, we were talking about kind of just to stay on track and, and stay, uh, you know, focused and and inspired. Yeah, I think uh, this kind of goes along with the the list. The list that we mentioned earlier was basically to set goals. I, I'm going to kind of blend these two together goals and and have an end in mind because they're kind of like both they're a goal basically so meaning like you know have certain dates <clears throat> where you want to meet you know like for example us with getting ready for door wars uh have certain dates where you want to have certain things done by so you can meet your goal of getting the car done um you know for a car show a race or just a specific date where you want to make sure it's done because it's been in your garage for several years And uh, I think having an end in mind along with that is more of like the visual where like, you know, have a picture of a car, you know, that's done. And that's, you're trying to like kind of mirror what you want yours to look like or have a drawing or, you know, maybe a chip, chip foos drawing, which is pretty hard to do, but you give your best shot. (laughs) Um, Just, just, it's important to have a visualization of what you're looking to finish, have the finished product be, whether it's race car, show car, whatever. And again, you know, the goals that lead up to that. So the lists are great, but it's also like the motivational side of having goals and an end in mind, I think are also very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's, um, you know, to reach those goals, like you also have to celebrate like the small accomplishments, you know, and that kind of goes back to the list and the calendar and the planning book. Like, you know, you get something small done. Remember what they say, the devil's in the details. It, it adds up, you know, whether it's like, um, you know, just like replacing, um, a decal or whether it's, you know, I, I don't know. It could be anything like just, all right. I, my windshield washer jug has been broken for five years. All right. I'm going to fix it finally. You know, and it's like, then you kind of stand back and be like, wow, that made a huge difference. So celebrate the small accomplishments too. And then, you know, the larger picture you're, you kind of feel, it's, it's a little bit more rewarding at the end of it, right? You're not like kind of just going through it a million miles an hour and not paying attention to, to you know, the, the small details that matter. Yeah, because, I mean, while it is a task, you know, we also enjoy doing it. So it's not yeah. a job, you know, like it's, like you said, you want to enjoy the small victories along the way that lead up to your ultimate goal. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think another thing, uh, and Zach, we were talking about this prior to the show was, you know, don't be afraid if someone like copies your idea. Um, you know, if you, let's just say like you make like a custom designed valve cover, just completely making this up. Mm-hmm. 
And then like you see, like, and you share that on one of the Facebook groups and a lot of people are asking you for, you know, where did you get them or how can I buy it? Can I buy them from you? Or then you see maybe someone else doing something similar. Like if you have a good idea, that's a good thing if people are willing to copy it, because that means you're inspiring other people and you're getting their gears turning. Um, you know, uh, I think that's important too. It's like, don't like, don't be afraid like to hide like your work sometimes because like other people kind of need, you know, what you've done to help them reach their goals too. Yeah. And I think to spin off of that, if you're looking for some inspiration or some ideas and stuff for your goal and your project would be to get out of the house and go to a car show or go to a race, you yeah. know, and, and look at what other people have done. And that way you, that can help you decide what you like or what you don't like, or like something that you want to maybe not mimic, but like do something similar to like this past weekend at the racetrack, there was a father and son looking at the Camaro and how we did, you know, certain things. And, um, they were taking pictures and asking us questions, like things like that. It's always good. It's always good to kind of, you know, engage. And like you said, like, you know, you kind of inspire others to do a similar thing. Cause, uh, at the end of the day, you're just helping keep, keep the hobby going and, you know, inspiring people, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Zach, I've taken pictures under the hood of your car many times Oh, and, vice <laughs> and, versa. I, and I always refer back to them. It's like, you know, sometimes, especially like, I think a lot of car guys, I, um, I know I am car, car guys and girls are visual people. Um, like I have to see like a picture of something to like, even if I'm like building something, I take pictures along the way to kind of like, all right, yeah, this is how I'm going to put, put this all together. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, going to the shows and going to races and, and things like that. It's just, I think that's the main thing is like getting up off your butt and like going to do it. That's another thing is like kind of just get started, like do something small because I think once you get started, it's easier to keep going than to like stop for a long period of time. And that's why so many project cars sit because like it's a, it's like a routine. It's like a workout routine or eating healthy or whatever it is. It's like once you kind of get into the routine of doing it, it's a piece of cake. It's like becomes part of your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I think another important tip speaking of lifestyle is obviously this isn't a cheap hobby. You don't want to buy cheap parts per se, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So it's important to set a budget, a budgetary plan as well. You know, if you bring home, you know, X amount of dollars every month, you know, obviously you need to make sure you pay your, your rent or your mortgage or whatever, or do things to make your, your wife or your husband happy. Uh, so uh, it's also important that you set aside a certain budget for your, your car and not go overboard or not go less if you're, if you have a goal in mind. So I think it's important to mention that as well. Yeah. You know, what's funny, Zach, I actually watched a, a, an article or a video the other day. Um, now this was about like model railroading, <laughs> totally unrelated to cars, but that's a hobby too. Mm -hmm. um, and it was that you should invest or, and, I'm going to say it's investing because we're investing in race cars here on motor <laughs> millennials, <That's right>. That's <laughs> right. but um, you should do stuff like that. That makes you happy because it actually is a stress reliever, even though we yell and curse at our cars all the time, but forget about that part, <laughs> but it is because you're doing something you truly enjoy and love. And like we were saying, you know, 
reaching those end goals, it, it really does make your overall life, you, whether you recognize it or not, you're actually happier, like, because you're, you're doing what you love and what you want to be doing and spending the time doing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's definitely an important part of, of your lifestyle and your happiness. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. And, uh, speaking of lifestyle and happiness, we hope that these little tips and our experiences at the racetrack kind of help keep you going and keep you motivated and, you know, uh, keep you moving forward with your projects and your goals that you have in mind. So whether it's a race car, street car, show car, whatever, we're always here, here for it. And we'd love to hear some of your updates and send us some pictures on our social media as well. Uh, reach out to us and you can check us out on social media at motoring millennials. And, uh, Lucci, as you mentioned earlier about our website, motormillennials.com, we have a lot of great gear, swag, merch, apparel, whatever the cool kids want to call it. Um, and we're going to probably have some other cool stuff rolling out, uh, in the near future. So, you know, pay attention to our social media and that website and you'll see what we have in store. Um, we thank everyone for listening. And while you do listen, be sure to give us a rating on uh, your podcast platform that you choose to listen in and uh, leave us a review. If you'd like, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and guess, and we'll see you on the next episode as always. Keep on motoring. Hit it.